This is the Dennis Miller Option. Your source of opinions, stories, and laughs from comedian and inactivist Dennis Miller and his guy Friday, Christian Blatt. What's up, Hiroshi? Let's light this candle. Ladies and gentlemen, Dennis Miller. Hey, folks. Welcome to the uh, Dennis Miller Option. Obviously, uh, it's Monday. Horrific day here as you look at uh, what's happening in Paris. Um, I, I'm always restricted here into that admonition that Victoria De Sica gave to Sophia Loren. Uh, she was staying somewhere on Central Park South. That's a moot point. But, uh, and uh, her jewels were robbed from her room, and she called her mentor, Yoda, uh, ID fix, patriarchal figure. Victoria De Sica was sobbing about the, the loss, and he admonished her and said, don't cry about things that can't cry about you. This is probably as close as you can can get to that though uh obviously 9-11 uh, when the buildings fell you knew what a loss of life it represented and not the most horrific of memories uh this one i i, I have not been following it completely because i was out but uh listening to it on the radio and i think uh there's no loss of life thank god but uh, this would test that theorem about don't cry for things that can't cry for you it's such a amazing uh building in the middle of uh an amazing city that's lost a lot of its uh, safety and beauty in the last few years due to man's inhumanity to man and then to lose this uh, hub in the hub-and-spoke cultural center of it. Unbelievable. So um, it's, uh, I don't know, like I said, it's kind of odd when something hits you uh, with a left hook because I would think ordinarily, architect uh, buildings, I guess it's more about the history and all the things that have happened there and all the things that it has survived, you know, the Han. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just uh, to, to see it go down is uh, unsettling. Not, not as much beauty in the world as there used to be. Or indeed, we've gotten so post about everything that we're uh, chided for maybe immersing ourselves in just the beauty of surroundings. So when you see this happen and it shakes you a little, you think, wow, didn't know that was in there. But uh, we'll, uh, we'll keep an eh, can't keep an eye on them. So I don't even know what I'm saying. You know, these are moments that remind you when you try to be wise, and, and this is what social media is about and all that. I just happen to be doing the podcast today. Yeah, Wisdom in the moment is a, a very rare gift. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm, not, I'm not sure that we all shouldn't just zip it. So I'll move on with the uh, the podcast, noting the irony, of course, that uh, in uh, in the same wing that the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, Notre Dame, uh, with an odd name like Butterwitch or whatever, announces <laughs> he's running. It's a big uh, – Notre Dame has bubbled up in the cultural and worldwide zeitgeist for the – the week with some interesting and in this case devastating happenings all right what else is up christian how are you i'm doing quite well not right now christian not right now please don't jump in i'm trying to i heard trump right away this morning say hey get some planes over it and i thought there's a builder there you know i living out here in california and seeing the fires and seeing these planes come in low and drop the gear i guess it's a tough call and they probably don't have planes hanging around, you know, where they can suck a hose into the sand and put this out from above. But you've, have you been in Notre Dame, Christian? I don't know if yeah, you've no, I, in I, your life. It's, it's been a while, but, uh, yeah, I've, I have been there. Well, Christ, as short as you are, the ceiling must have looked really high. But uh, even to well, me, a I big was... strapping man, that, that's a high ceiling. You're not going to get it from down low. And so, you know, I immediately heard Trump say, get those planes and start dropping water. And you thought, well, that would work. I see it's not happening. But then again, as I said, they probably don't have access to that. And it's probably uh, this thing seemed to have uh, started, what, two hours ago? And now I was out eating chicken uh, at the Santa Barbara Chicken Ranch and I got it back in the car and it said the spot has the spire fallen. That is what I saw on uh, hmm. Drudge. Yeah. Well, there you go. And uh, it's an odd thing to see because for it to happen, I think it took 800 years to build the thing. I don't know how old it is, but uh, 
let's say, old, and to be there on the day that it comes down, it must be like the uh, cats who were on the camel or something touring the Sphinx the day the nose fell off. We're like, you know, you must have thought, damn, look at that. Big nose. Yeah, but she looks but, so uh, hot now that she doesn't have that huge nose. Or as Farrakhan said, the uh, the nose was, uh, Farrakhan's feeling is the nose was an African <laughs> nose and it was chiseled off by Napoleon. Yes. I always remember these <laughs> events that are like a microsecond in, in the history of uh, the planet, the eons of the planet. It does literally happen to somebody someday. You know, there was a guy walking around. He probably had a fur cod piece on. And it just, uh, you know, knocked over a small raptor and was roasting it, and the fucking meteor hit. You're, you know, you're thinking, well, you know, the guy's sitting there humming what would eventually become lovely day, lovely day, love that day. Got a little meat, a little mead. Kids are safe in the cave. All of a sudden, whatever they say ruined the uh, dinosaurs hits. And you're thinking, fuck, are you kidding me? I'm here for this day? Really? Okay, so we've gone from us looking up at dinosaurs one day thinking, Christ, who's going to ever trump them? They're so big. They'll rule the world forever. And then the next day, they're all gone. And somehow, like a neutron bomb, you, anybody covered in fur piece is safe. You look up, and there's just a big skeleton. I go, Christ, I wonder when the museum people will be coming to get them. Well, you know that it was caused by a by Not a Christian. Okay. Nah, oh, just uh, slapping your eye because I'm pissed about this building. Um, what were you going to say? Because well, the dinosaurs something. died out because of uh, dinosaur-made global warming. Oh Christ, you're right, Christian. Yeah. Think about if how a, much aerosol if a cow fat. <laughs> if a cow fart is feared, what a T-Rex with an empanada just bam <laughs> blowing your toupee off. Let me take this coat off. Oh. Maybe that's Jurassic Park 4. Well, um, we're actually already, we're already up to Jurassic Park 5, so you, you're, uh -oh. you're thinking in 6. Oh, Lejeune Madness. <laughs> Just all the... Get the coat off, damn it! <laughs> I wish we could see that. Jesus, did you ever try to drive and get something off, a coat? Yes. I've got my... the world's easiest coat to get off. All of a sudden, I'm Harry Houdini upside down in the Chicago River, you know, in chain mesh. The world's a rocky place right now. Or are we just too privy to it? And I sometimes talk myself down off the ledge by doing that. That there's, uh, you know, this is hard. I find this heartbreaking, just this loss of this thing. And uh, here's the thing about it. Obviously, when there's no loss of life, you get over it easier. And yeah, I'm sure. It'll be a couple of days, but in the moment, you're just stunned. But um, there's so... Uh, little true beauty in that left in the world that I find it unsettling and uh that surprises me what was i saying before that there's something about my coat i couldn't get my coat you couldn't off. get it off yeah yeah well we've got a new sponsor roman <laughs> take your coat off for that and you can get it off <laughs> you might not get your coat off but you can get it off all right um guys are terrible about talking about their health christian whether it's a knee injury, a bad back, something worse. Yeah, like this. Guys are usually more comfortable rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor. I'm guilty of it as myself. Chris, you remember when you and I summered a few years ago mm -hmm. in the, uh, well, they called it a white glove tent tour. And we were up all night dipping our hands deeply into the, the uh, slurry that is the Tigris and Euphrates Delta and just rubbing it all over each ourself, ourself, ourself. Yeah. Come on. Well, the same is true for erectile dysfunction. <laughs> Studies show that, uh, you know, quite how I made that leap, but I'm sure it was assisted by Roman. Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get, oh, ED. Sorry. Well, we had a whole different tact on this, huh? Guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor, get treated for ED online. Roman, one-stop shop where you can chat with a licensed U.S. physician who can treat ED and, if safe and appropriate, ship medication right to your door. Now, listen, I've had hair plugs. I talk away about that. But I think this was invented by, like, an 18-year-old kid. 
and you're an 18-year-old kid. You're not going in any room where you have to check in with like a 40-year-old receptionist to get treated. So this is beautiful for you, right? With Roman, there are no waiting rooms, no awkward face-to-face conversations like anybody's looking at each other in an ED waiting room. I remember one time I was sitting around, I was getting a colonoscopy, and uh, they had five of us sitting in a room in backless paper schmocks. <laughs> it was like eight in the morning. We're all sitting there, and uh, I was thinking, this is like, uh, if if in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, the aliens had requested we send over some losers to the ship <laughs> so they could study what a loser was in our world. <laughs> That we would have been the five guys, you know, and Melinda Dillon's kid comes running off and all the pilots that were lost in the Bermuda Triangle and then, the, you know, the head alien who, you know, is doing that sort of dance, the ethereal stand-up. He, he, you know, didn't the alien look like the half-inflated Dilbert balloon outside the car dealership when the Toyota song was on? But he actually speaks for the first time instead of dealing in harmonics and just says, uh, can we get our fucking losers? We're going to split. We want to get home and study them. When we're comparing this trip in rectal probes on losers versus cool guys. So we'd like to get on that right away. I know. We've got a bad job here. We're like G5s. We're trying to get up to G1, and we've got to scope a few hick assholes. Um, with Roman, there are no waiting rooms, awkward face-to-face conversations, or uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. You can handle everything discreetly online. All you have to do is visit GetRoman.com slash Miller. And that's, uh, for Roman, of course, that's all caps. Complete an online visit, chat with a doctor, hopefully about the ED. But if he wants to talk fishing, you go with it. He's got the, he's got the script pad. And if the, the doctor's just, I just said D so many times in a row. And if the doctor decides it would be safe and appropriate, they'll ship genuine medication right to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. Guys, go online, get checked by the doctor. Erectile dysfunction is a problem that guys don't tackle, but with Roman, it's really simple, so take care of it. For a free online visit, we got to lose. It's free. Even if you don't have ED, go talk to the guy about it. Go to GetRoman.com slash Miller. That's GetRoman.com slash Miller for a free online visit. GetRoman.com slash Miller. That's my first read for the company, Christian. What, it, what do you make of that? Uh, ironically, our maiden voyage. I think that, uh, you know, you uh, stuck to the copy points, you were a pro, and you put in a little of that uh, well-known Dennis Miller personality that they paid for, <laughs> and uh, it was delivered. All right. Christ, it's night in Paris. Now they've got this thing silhouetted. I feel like I'm at a table read for Les Mis. Look at that. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, what else has happened in the work? Oh, I had the Turner Classic. Yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to hear all about that. Um, sit down, sit down, get over here. Cozy up in your duvet. Let me rub that little Adam's apple of yours and give you some kibble. Get in, get, I'll tell you. Come here. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my knee was, was uh, is hurting a little from hiking so much. And I'm, I wish I had some sort of a, it's my foot actually. I wish I had some sort of simian chiropodist that I could delineate my problems to I'm, I'm not sure if it's plantar fasciitis or just some sort of a bunion thing but i've got this sore pain running down what eventually becomes my achilles tendon and takes that up to my well frankly my my genital area and i've pulled something in my foot and it's given me ed who can i talk about it can i get a prognosis Woo-hoo. thank you jump doctor um, <laughs> poor Lindsay has to watch these things happen. We went from erotic to weird in like well, 10 seconds. Now you well, just summarized our always, show. <laughs> we used to always, uh, our show, our radio show's medical consultant was someone we called Chimp Dog. Yeah. And we would read these long extrapolative series of symptoms and then look for him to, pro- and Christian has never uttered anything as Chimp Doctor. Save the simple two uh, syllable grunt of. Hoo-hoo. 
<laughs> and you know, Jesse, I always, I always have to correct you. Uh, a chimp doctor just travels with me, and whenever he's called upon, we always turn on his oh, mic and he speaks. I forgot okay. you. Yeah. In lieu of actually ever getting cast it's, in anything, do this fucking game yeah. about your acting class. It's you know? Clark Kent. Some alley in Venice. He works for the Daily Planet. Uh, I can't even read the liner notes from Quadrophenia now. What? <laughs> oh, you were going to tell us about the oh, TCM um, Fest. Okay, so I come out of the box on Friday night at Poolside at the Roosevelt Hotel with my friend Ileana Douglas introducing the opposite sex. And I'm okay, but I, I'm always nervous on the first night. And then I actually gack a fact halfway through. Oh, Christ. <laughs> I'd watched all the films together and I lapsed over a musical number from Buck Privates which is a black and white film with uh, Evan Costello, somehow laps that over to a Technicolor classic with June Allison and Joan Collins. So there you go. Good. Ambient or good the night before. Big thing. <laughs> but anyway, it went well, and I just sort of blew through it, and I hadn't confessed to the sin until right now. But I have to. You know, it's like telling a shrink something. that You know, you tell your shrink your worst fear, apprehensive, or thought you've ever had. And he goes, yeah, my 915 has that. And then you're you're healed. Uh, then the next morning was my my favorite. Well, both the next two things were my favorite. I met uh, Barbara Rush and introduced when worlds collide on Saturday morning. She's ninety two, comely lass, now an elegant lady, and we had great uh, time together. Very sweet. And her daughter's Claudia Cohen, who I see on Fox, always in the field in front of a fire or something. And then last night, introduced Buck Privates with Eddie Muller moderating Alan's Wybell and I, the great Alan's Wybell. And uh, we laughed our asses off. And uh, they asked us to pose for a duo picture. And I put my arm around him. He had his hand on his hip. I said, what are you, fucking Gwen Verdon? I was like a man. Guys, <laughs> we laughed so hard. And we laughed. But I want to thank my friend Susanna Zapata, Zapata over there. She uh, um, was the one who brought me into the fold. Very sweet to me. And it's been two years running now, and I have a great time over there. Viva Zapata. I think in Viva Zapata, um, is Brando and Anthony Quinn in there? Can you look that up, Christian? Sure. I, I, I do believe Anthony Quinn might play his brother or something. And I think I've heard a story. I don't know if it's apocryphal, but... Anthony Quinn goes on the road with Streetcar after Brando immortalizes the role. And to get them in their cranky scenes together, Kazan sidles up to Brando and says, I thought Quinn was better as Stanley. <laughs> is that possible? Uh, not only but, is, sorry, uh, not okay. only is Anthony Quinn in Viva Zapata, he won an Academy Award for it. Oh, my God. That the truth. I think Brando, once he won his, you get one. Yeah. I remember when I got my first one for Boys Town. Where I played <laughs> Lemmy, pre that being made famous by Motorhead's lead singer, but yeah. I played a young kid. I was sort of a grease monkey named Lemmy. He uh, worked on imaginary cars because the orphanage was broke. <laughs> Lemmy, my first Oscar. You were robbed when you were not nominated for Madhouse. <laughs> Mad. <laughs> It's just like a bad haircut walking around <laughs> in that movie talking. But you're saying, <laughs> hey, man, my old movie career. You got to get ex- to work. They're going to yeah. fire you. But but are you saying, <laughs> there, there's my career in films, the exposition eunuch. I never get fucked. I never conquer anything. I never broaden out. I, <laughs> just I come in when there are plot points they can't figure out. Go, but you're saying... <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. I'm never I'm never at my more uh literate than when I'm desecrating my endeavors <laughs> in film. Um what is this? Boeing seven thirty seven Max Madness. Oh yeah, I think they're uh, canceling all those flights. Uh, well the they should because yeah. it wrecks a couple times in a week. <laughs> What are you going to fucking do? Hire a PR firm? It's not like Mark Furman. It's a fucking jet. You know what? Wait till the third time, Dennis. What's the rush? Why you got Is that Lindsay or you? What is that voice? <laughs> we're, I we're... couldn't even tell. I thought Lindsay getting ballsy here with a comment or something. Was that you? That was me. 
What are you, a castrato? Well, it's because I haven't taken my Roman yet today. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Mr. Ed. Hey, they had to do a series of ads with a horse. Mr. E.D.? <laughs> a horse is a horse, of course, of course. Uh, give it an erection and it's run the course. The only way. The famous Mr. E.D. A horse is a horse, of course, of course. You give him an erection, he'll win the course. Um, all right, just brainstorming, spitballing. We're having fun. Um, what are we going to do today, Christian? Well, we have a guest? We don't. Uh, I wanted to know if you were all TCM'd out, or did you get a chance to uh, see any of Tiger yesterday? Oh, please. Yes, of course. And uh, exhilarating. Uh, wow, God, what an up and down, uh, you know, triumphant moment for Tiger. Today's uh, devastation. The world is a quirky uh, life. Well, is the world a quirky place or is life a quirky place? Do you think you should be able to bulldoze through things like today, Christian? Well, there's an interesting question. If we were at a cocktail party, I'd ask you that and then turn my back on you and ask for the yams and the green beans. But I'd first say to you, uh, should how much should you or not at all be devastated when you turn on the news and a old church in Paris is burning? Because I know it rocked me and made me sad. Do you think there are a bunch of people out there who are just blowing through it, or do you think it, it's saddening to most? I mean, I've seen a lot of people writing about it on Twitter, you know, that are saying a lot of things like they just, they, you know, more like, I can't believe it, you know, uh, you know, the, the, a lot of like, you know, the world's a, uh, the idea that the world's a crazy place is sort of what you're saying, you know, I'm just seeing a lot of people that, yeah, they're uh, just kind of in awe that it's happening. And uh, I think... I think that uh, it's the appropriate reaction for today and maybe for tomorrow. I think if yeah. by Thursday you can't get out of bed, I'd, uh, maybe maybe that's taking it right. a little too hard. You're right. That's a good tack. Yeah. Do you think the uh, diminution of the culture is best exemplified by the fact that this church took over 800 years to build, and as it crumbles, it's encapsulated in an art form that has this big move, was going from 140 out to 240 characters? <laughs> Do you, do you do you think it's a uh, what would that be an allegory or a uh, exemplification? What's the word for that? There's some word that it would be. I think I usually I usually use allegory wrong, so mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking that one up before I say that's right. A story, poem, or picture that can be interpreted to reveal a hidden meaning, typically well, a moral, political. I think one. I, yeah, you I nailed think we it. Nailed that, yeah. There's no um, we. It's all you, big man. Isn't that funny that there's that magical definition for allegory and then Al Gore means, what, are you fucking kidding me? Well, the planet has a fever. <laughs> what is Al Gore an allegory? <laughs> is, is it odd that you're uh, Al Gore, all algorithm, no allegory. There. That's his problem. See what I did there? Is that a new one? Wait, I just thought of it. I want you to get some mud from So you have to write that down. Let me get some mud from the Nile River here. Rub rub it on my, 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 uh, well, what's passing is a body. Um, Al Gore, go ahead and talk for a second. Well, uh, I think this is a great time to tell people that Dennis will be performing April 26th at Fox. Should I bring this joke? Yes. I think that that'll kill in Foxwood. So you, and are you kidding me? You think if I went up on stage and said, hey, folks, where everybody else is saying, what part of the chicken is the McNugget? Then I'm going to go up and say, you know what it is with Al Gore? What, don't, Much don't, algorithm, not enough allegory. Don't start with it. Well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you got you to gotta work, work it in. I'm, I'm sure you've got a, a, an appropriate point. I've seen the special. You can fit it in there. All right. Watch that special, by the way, folks. It's called Real News Fake or, uh, <laughs> fake news, real jokes. <laughs> fake news, real jokes. And you can find it on Amazon Prime, and uh, mm-hmm. I believe you can still buy it on iTunes and all those good places, too. Oh, I know it's bothering me. Um, me? Is it? Oh, you were reading some. Uh, have we finished the ads? Because i got to sell well, tickets to those. I, Folks, now, well, come on. How much are the tickets? I'm at Foxwoods, then around three other places that are oddly interconnected name-wise. I think I'm at the Finian's Rainbow Cafe. I know something like that. <laughs> you have the uh, Chevalier Theater in Medford, Mass. <laughs> it's April 27th. The Paramount Theater in Austin, May 1st. 
Kaboo. And that's called a Kaboo, right? Yeah. Well, no, because that's Arlington, Texas, May 10th. Isn't that so Howard those... Stern's producer? Oh, Kababooey? Yeah. <laughs> that one so was that just made for you me. Laugh. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just I... didn't see it coming. All right. It's, uh... <laughs> I didn't know that was in your wheelhouse. Come on now. Like you said, two days later, if you can't get out of bed about George Fire, that joke for one second, if it caught your funny bone, fine, but don't go back in now and still be laughing. <laughs> uh, to, hey, slap! Do you like that one? <laughs> uh, and then Kaboo, that's in Arlington, Texas, May 10th. May 18th at the St. George Theater in Staten Island. And I didn't know about this one until just the other day. May 31st, the IP Casino and Resort in Biloxi, Mississippi. Wow. Isn't that funny because I'm currently reading Yellow River by IP Daily. <laughs> I think we used to do that joke in grade school. Wasn't that one of the first jokes you ever learned? Yeah. I'm reading Yellow River by IP Daily. <laughs> Unfortunately, I did that on my last Leno. And I think that ended my relationship. <laughs> well, he doesn't have the show anymore. It's not like you'd go on the car show. It's fine. <laughs> Actually, I'd love to see you on his car show. <laughs> I would, too. We had an idea for a while, but then more famous people had ideas. <laughs> oh, does he like that one? <laughs> yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, I, I wasn't on. They asked me if I wanted to do... Uh, um, Michael Musto's moped show. Clearly, oh. step up. <laughs> um, what else is up in the world? You, we have any mail? Do we want to talk about anything in particular? Oh, I had something that pissed me off. But go ahead, you lead me on a few things. Play. We had asked a question yeah, last week if people let's... wanted um, interview shows, and I, Lindsay was nice enough to send me. Some of the Jimmy Connors things. Yeah. Thank you, folks. So I, I guess we have to do the long format once in a while. But should we do it with just sports players, or should I call Johnny Mac? I think Johnny Mac would be would be a great long form guest. I know we had him on the radio show. I think that uh, you know maybe some current athletes, eh, maybe like eight minutes. You know, I think it depends on who you're looking to talk to. Uh, Last time I was in New York, I went to Twenty One with John. We had dinner, sitting right next to the J.J. Hunsucker booth. And I go, guys, John, I can't tell you what a thrill this is for me to be in 21. I love that movie so much, and I've seen it in so many movies. And he's like, yeah, you want to see the best thing in, yeah, kidding, in 21. He takes me over, and there's a racket he fractured at the US Open <laughs> hanging from the ceiling, <laughs> just smashed in half. I looked at his, what's the backstory? He said, bad call. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, a piece of work. So we do have a few voicemails on uh, your inquiry about guests. The first would be Reg from Atlanta. Love your work. Uh, I even loved your role in Joe Dirt. Where I thought you made the movie. Wait a second. I want to give a definitive question. Is this our friend? I don't think Gene Beretta. I, I, as soon as I heard that voice, I'm like, wait, but I don't think that's Gene. He, his phone doesn't sound that good. Nice. This sounds like a Paul Hogan embryo. What? Yeah. Give me this again. Okay. okay. Yes, to the fact that you should do interviews. I really enjoy them and think no, they're no. great. Hold on for a second. I think that's why Linda Kozlowski backed out of the relationship. That's what Hogan, <laughs> That's what Croc began to sound like to her. You know, it's like nails on a chalkboard. Play, play the fucking. Can, can you hear Reg from uh, Atlanta now? And in the spirit of being constructive, I'd offer the following suggestions: Dimitri Martin, Mike Myers, Michael Caine, Christopher Guest, John Anderson, the singer from Yes, who has a new solo album out. And uh, Charo, because who can't do with a little coochie coochie? Anyway, i got to go because I have to download the app Calm because I do everything you tell me to. I like that last That's part. That's somebody we know. Yeah, but it's it's not Gene, so I can't figure out who it is. It's not somebody we know yanking my chain. Well, uh, when he Except said, about the Calm thing. Yeah. Listen, where'd the Calm reads go? Wasn't I doing a Calm read? Not today. Why isn't there a thing Calm.com? Is that there... Couldn't you build a whole campaign about that website? Calm. We'll get right on it. I mean, it should be. Um, give me, let me hear this again. I, there's a clue in well, here. I, is it possible this is Rob Lorich? No. Uh, he he has a... I, I, I know his voice a little bit better, but uh, the, when he says Michael Caine, I'm like, oh, he's doing a Michael Caine impression. So whoever well, this, this is, he's doing Michael Caine's voice. This sounds like a, a breaker Morant tied in a chair. <laughs> Let's hear this again. Love your work. Uh, I even loved your role in Joe Dirt, where I thought you made the movie. I want to give a definitive yes to the fact that you should do interviews. I really enjoy them and think they're great. And in the spirit of being constructive, I'd offer the following suggestions. Dimitri Martin, 
Mike Myers, Michael Caine, Christopher Guest, John Anderson, the singer from Yes, who has a new solo album out, and uh, Charo, because who can't do with a little coochie-coochie? Anyway, i got to go because I have to download the app Calm because I do everything you tell me to. Just figured out who it is. Who's that? John Anderson from Yes. That's the only obvious answer. (laughs) One thing is not like the others. Uh, All right, what else do we got? We got to adorable. When I do something like that for like a millisecond, I just, I I don't hate myself. I go and love myself too much. Why can't I find that that mean point, Christian, where I'm not mean? Because I went just from thinking, oh, Dennis, Jesus, yak, 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 (laughs) to uh, that's John Anderson. And I way loved myself. But you should. You need no, to love yourself. No, I, I would just like to find a nice place. <laughs> a calm place. Is Chero still alive? That's a great question. I actually oh, don't know if she is. Old and crumbly and I mean, thin by now, Last time right? I saw her, she was, uh, she was still hot, you know? Wait so. a second. I was leading some. Do you think I'm, I, do you think I'm over here saying she must be old and crumbly and thin? To have you interject there or to wait for a second and have me say, I, I think she's now called Churro. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, clearly. What I do wasn't... you think I'm saying crumbly and thin for? Look, I don't know. not to lead Churro. Look, 80% of the time, I don't know what you're talking about. So I was well, just along for the ride. Anytime you go to a place where it's hot, they're always selling those things. Uh, right before you get on some ride that goes around in circles. And uh, Churros. I think churro is the most upchucked food in the history of the universe, is my guess. There you go. What do you think food has been? Which food do you think over the course of the uh, man's time on earth has been upchucked the most? Funnel cake. What would be your guess? Definitely funnel cake. Funnel cake. Yeah, some, right, because carnivals. Yeah. I'm just trying to think something else that would be, what would you eat? Wings, maybe? Sure. You eat those with drinking, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Wings are Fun Okay. And I think you were an improv troupe called Wings are Fun Okay. It was actually right? Wings and Funnel Cake. Because, okay, uh, I'm I, a Tangelo. Yeah. Give me a film genre. <laughs> Peck and Paw. <laughs> Boom. I was Wings and everybody else was Funnel Cake. <laughs> that was the beauty of it. But then they put me on the cover of Rolling Stone and the rest of them weren't and uh, it was all over. Is this the little man <laughs> I breastfed? I hope not. <laughs> Um, we have two more. When Trump has Pelosi and Schumer over to the White House for dinner, you see the look on his face when Schumer had to pre-chew her food, put it in an eyedropper, and just start squeezing it down her beak like Bobby Stroud on the Rock and Birdman. (laughs) And aren't we all really inside the part we don't show to each other? Just wet little wrens. It's a poem I wrote. I'm so glad you shared it with us. All right. What so, else we got? Well, let's do two more of these calls on guests, and then we'll look at some things in the news. Uh, Dave from San Diego. This motherfucker. I wanted to say on interview or no interview uh, topic, I like good interviews. Um, the one with Connors was wonderful. Um, mm. Some other interviews may not be as great. Uh, I'd prefer to hear just you at those points. There you go. All right, so he likes good interviews, right, not bad At the bad beginning, ones. I thought he was being a little, taking it too seriously, but at the end, that's the most brilliant single point I've ever heard a human make. Yeah. He was, so we'll stick with that, brother. He was coughing. If you ever want to come in here and sit in, you're welcome to. As soon as Christian clears you with his local cop friend, he takes care of him. And, uh, and Christian, didn't you meet him? Weren't you in some sort of a spin art class with Al Collings and he hipped you to some cop that takes care of you? Yeah, because, you know, AC, obviously, you know, he has a pretty deep Rolodex, especially with the boys in blue. And uh, that's why uh, that Bronco chase was just so crazy. They were just like, this is the AC you'll, we know. You'll roll with anything. I tried. He drove that Bronco cross country <laughs> and he's a lobbyist now in our nation's capital. You can find a plaque on the door that says AC, DC. 
the thing we didn't realize that day <laughs> is that he was driving that white Bronco straight into our hearts. We'll be right back. <laughs> this is Starship. <laughs> we built this city. Uh, uh, give me the third. This is the third one. Uh, Tom from Chicago. Yeah, a quick question about uh, of listeners: Do they do we prefer guests or no guests? Hey, you know what? It's your show. Do what you want to do. When you have your friends on, like Dana Carvey, it's fantastic. And it was just you today. The last couple shows you've been riffing, I laughed so hard. I think I think I peed myself. <laughs> Beautiful. Have you heard of Roman, sir? Exactly. And wasn't he in the Trump memorandum? <laughs> Allegedly, Trump's in Moscow and he wants to get, you know, he wants to do something sexy. So he calls a couple of uh, hookers over from Minsk and asks him to piss (laughs) on his bed. Yeah, that's why you get across the world. Yeah. God forbid you hire the most beautiful woman in Moscow or something and make love to her. No, no, no. Go into the suburbs. Let's find a couple weak bladdered wenches and have them pee on the thing I'm going to sleep on. Really? That's what? Yeah. You're a billionaire. You're alone in Russia without, and that's what you're you're angling for. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> uh, right. News-wise, I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, Julian Assange. I don't know much about that cat, but I can imagine that room stank, huh? Yeah, I mean, if, if oh, he... just his beard freaked me out. You know, he's got that Letterman beard now. <laughs> and they wheel him out. He has to be yeah. carried out. Was there a sadder gesture than that? Uh, it looked like he was being carried out by yes. around eight guys, and I was thinking, Christ Almighty, can you just get up and walk? What statement are you making here right now? And, uh, you know, I just remember uh, every thought I had was, uh, wait a second, Pammy Anderson ends up with this fucking idiot, and Brooke Burke closes Davy Charvet? <laughs> what's, what's wrong with this picture? <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. What's, what's his deal? Well, release secrets to put people in harm way, harm's yeah. way, right? But, but the big one that got him outed was you, you take a, the Che Guevara of Ecuador yeah, and you have him in bed with lobster <laughs> and you right. take a photo and release that. And look, he's just eating it. He's not fucking the lobster. In case people I know, but it's it. just yeah. that, uh, you know, for Christ's sake, all these guys, you know, it's like Bernie Sanders, you know, these cats who always are decrying the wealthy. It's the only way they could get wealthy. You think Bernie Sanders, you, you see what a moron he is. You think at age 20, he looked in the mirror and said, yeah, I'm going to become a millionaire. And he uh, said, I'm so fucking, I had lacked charisma so much. I'm such a shithead. The only way I'm ever going to, become a millionaire is by insisting people shouldn't become millionaires. I know it's an inside straight. I know I got to draw two on the river, but that's all I got. Cause I can't go out there with this piece of shit presentation. I have become a millionaire. When are you kidding me? I'm going to be a runner for the general store and you know, Birmingham coat factory or something. So, uh, isn't there a coat factory somewhere in, in Burlington? His? Yes. Burlington. Yeah. Birmingham. <laughs> well, that's the that's the no, that's the British uh, offshoot, the Birmingham Coat Factory. I think the guys from Iron Maiden. All Burlington. There. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe you followed that thread. But anyway, um, he's a jerk off. He's savvy enough to realize that there's uh, great hay to be made these days, convincing young people that they don't need money to be truly wealthy. And, and you know, there's a fortune to be made off that. And that's all he did preaching the mantra of subsidized self-reliance and writing his uh, 95 theses marked down to 9499 uh, in his third house, <laughs> the one on the lake. Get out of here, you jag off. He, he's such a socialist, he's combing it over from somebody else's head. Uh, not much. There. I tried. No, there's, there, hey, there's something. Little, I, I didn't yeah. quite have the... Uh, but you see what I mean. Yeah. But, you know, you can't make those socialist jokes too on the nose because they get tired. That's true. Yeah, it's like for how many years, Christian, were you with me before you had to come 
you appeared like an apparition in some sort of Vietnamese spin fuck chair over my bed one night with a Buford Pusser stick thrashing me and say, every time we talk about a dog, you don't have to say seven to one. We get it. Dog ears are seven. You don't have to take Rin Tin Tin's salary and make it seven to one. Shut up. <sighs> uh, give me some of this. Oh, what was pissing me off? Oh, now listen, I know it's a uh, hypocritical world. And uh, I know that critical thinking's been <laughs> replaced by hypocritical thinking, which is critical hypocritical thinking. But uh, for God's sakes, it, can you believe a more blatant example of it than sanctuary cities begging for illegals to come to them? Trump gets in the middle and says, yeah, sounds like a plan. Every, it checks every box. You want them. They're big cities that can take them in. We've been sending them under Obama out to places like uh, Lewiston, Maine, where I believe uh, heretofore the biggest, uh, the biggest sham that had happened there was Sonny Liston going down from the Phantom Ali punch many years ago. It was in Lewiston, Maine. But, uh, you know, it's okay to dump them there, but putting them in a big city, now people I see share this morning, my yeah. city can't take anyone. I'm thinking, does anybody over there, can anybody just squelch their white hot hate of Trump for a millisecond and see what a bad look that is to, in the same breath, lay claim to being a sanctuary city and saying, please, come here, we'll take care of you. Somebody gets in the middle of expediting that, and you say that he's being uh, callous. I mean, Christ, is there no end to the uh, um, do as I say, not as I do, not in my backyard, anything you want to call it. Somebody's got to throw up a flare over there and say, you know, I always thought it would be uh, the, the private jets to the global warming festivals or Davos. Nah, they just bulldozed through that. Never saw it. But for God's sakes, when you establish that you're a sanctuary city and it's your very, it's the, the strength of your community. And then somebody, like I said, gets in the middle of that and brings them on buses to you that you blanch and say that it's bad form. I mean, come on, there's got to be some limit over there. You're losing the thread. You're losing most of the country, I think. You're probably starting to lose some people who are predisposed to be liberal. Although it's such a ostracized country right now, I don't know that there's many of them, but say there's 10. Seven of them must hear that and go, well, we have been saying send them here. It's, uh, it's unbelievably frustrating, and it's what makes me think, you know, I'm a fatalist about this, folks. I, just, I don't know what this country will eventually become. I won't even say devolve to. That insinuates I think it'll devolve. There's something happening. It's uh, it's like me trying to figure out, the, you know, a hedge fund manager's divorce. I don't know who's going to get all the art. This country's splitting up. We're in the early stages of that. I don't know if it'll turn into something uh, uh, 1929-ish, 1861-ish. Nobody can predict that, but let's face facts. If we don't have that in common, that almost everybody uniformly can say, yes, we are the sanctuary city and we want them here, and somebody says, we'll send them there, and then they say, don't send them here, you're callous, that they've reached critical bullshit mass. Come on now. If I did something like that, I swear to God I'd copped you over here. I'm trying to think what I, I have copped over the years to be missing the point on things. And that's all it takes if we're going to, uh, heal up. Thank God I was at the film festival this weekend. All that stop drops us to the side, you know? You watch old movies. And maybe that's where we should all meet up and heal. TCM. Because those old movies, the pre-ironic pre and, uh, you know, pre-malevolence and uh, pre-you-must-think-like-me or we're not in this thing together, all that stuff, is uh, it, it doesn't exist at that point. You know, when Patty Andrews breaks out in the song right in the middle of a mess hall and nobody even looks up because they just a smile, it's, uh, you know, you know, that's what we should strive for. How's about that? 
All right. Now I'm looking for a fake ending there. I don't have one. I'm nosing around for some sort of cap on that. And let's just say it doesn't exist. But uh, I did find Safe uh, Harbor for the weekend at my film festival. Thank you very much. Uh, Christian, what else you got? Feed me. Well, uh, match me, Sydney. Keeping in the film festival thing. Yes. Let's uh, go to Sydney Falco. Match me, Sydney. There's a lot of uh, important news stories out there, but uh, none probably more important than this one. Uh, a man has sued his parents for $86,000 after they destroyed his massive porn stash. Wow. I, didn't, didn't Hickenlooper go to porn with his mom? <laughs> well, is, is, is there anything sadder than squares trying to act hip and going way past the point of no return? <laughs> it's like you look at Hickenlooper and he's like a fucking Fruit Loop on the back of a white cotton shirt. You know, that thing. <laughs> And all of a sudden, somebody says, brother, you got to hip it up. The kids don't get you. And he's, okay, okay. I'll try to indicate to the kids that I'm woke. I went and watched the entirety of Deep Throat with the mother whose uterus I came out of. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's a good story. Really? Okay, is there any way you can rework it and maybe you can crown during the break between films? So they threw out his eighty six thousand. Yeah. Nice. So who has an eighty six thousand? That must be Christy Brinkley's act. You know that cat. <laughs> well, uh, this was a this was a Michigan man, and he moved back into his parents' house after his divorce, and uh, was crushed to find that his porn collection uh, had been uh, destroyed. Mom, <laughs> Jesus, you you didn't find my anal trunk under the bed, did you? <laughs> She's my knees, Mom. <laughs> the the best is that there's actual punitive damages because he says the collection was worth twenty eight thousand nine hundred and forty dollars. So he has it right down to that amount. So and was, wait, wait, give me that number again. Twenty eight thousand nine hundred and forty dollars. So he's asking for fifty seven thousand one fifty seven thousand sixty six dollars. Yes, uh, it's, see if that's right. Uh, that involves me getting out my calculator, but it was eighty-six thousand minus minus, and um, I said fifty-six, fifty-seven, seventy-six. Uh, yes, you did. <laughs> eighty-six thousand minus, and I lost that dollar amount. That's the real problem because I want to yeah. make sure I get. It. We got to get it right. Because well, you imagine if we I'm got the story wrong. I'm guessing I only heard it for a millisecond, yeah. but right. I do have a little so calculator in my head. 28940 and that is $57,060. Oh. Oh, I got the ball. You were right there. He, it was more than 12 moving boxes full of movies and two boxes of sex toys. Wasn't there a film called 12 Moving Boxes? <laughs> yeah, Bruce Willis was in it. <laughs> Terry Gilliam directed it. <laughs> Shall I go there in Munch? <laughs> Munchausen. Yeah, I'm very disappointed that that's not what that movie was about. <laughs> Christian and I always play this game where we uh, give porn names to regular films <laughs> if they make the porn <laughs> version of it. Uh, like this week, it would have been the number one in the film was Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do you think about? Uh, I, I know you're not a not a Pelosi fan. That's an understatement. But what do you think about her uh, cold diss of AOC, saying that her wing of the Democratic Party is quote like five people? Mm. I have trouble hearing wing jokes of somebody with chicken wings like that. <laughs> you, know, you ever see her sleepless? It's, uh, unfortunately, yes. Yeah, a little flappy, so I can't. Uh, I must say, uh, I like a good chill shot at uh, occasional cortex, but that one. I'm telling you, there's a joke in there somewhere about AOCD. What, what, ma it's not, uh, OCD is when you're constantly uh, checking to see if the iron is on, right? Yeah. So AOCD would be you're constantly. Checking to see the light bulb is off, or, uh, the, the, or is it policy related? Like making sure that uh, she's taxing you as highly as possible. Maybe not that, but something along those lines. 
Yeah, well, that, that would be great when we bust out that unfunny show. When yeah. We do it. Cyril Wick talking about the Kennedy assassination. Oh, I'm you mean last for... Thursday's show? Yeah, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I stand corrected, sir. May I have another? <laughs> Is it... Um. Oh, I don't give the jabbering magpies over there. I don't give a fuck that, about any of them. That was a uh, that was a direct. Here's uh, this guy again in the, t the the guy who's bigger than his own airplane who has all the catheters. You in. mean Jim the air the aerobatic pilot? <laughs> yeah. Somehow he's bigger than his plane. He gets in there, and I think he uses one of those things they use at golf tournaments, those little periscopes, because yeah. he's laying down. He inserts the catheter. He goes up and does barrel rolls for like four hours. And he never has to pee. And then they bring him down, they throw some KY in and slide him out of the cockpit, because yeah. that is tight, man. Look, he's got... Do you like it when your cats are... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In a green package? No, I, no, no, no. That, that, huh? I don't I trust like it. it like, Chris, I used to get mine in a red package, and that always been mm -hmm. stopped to me. Green sends me a message, go ahead and go. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm always cautious. That's why I like the oh, yellow you get one. Your catheter sample pack. Look at, I remember when I was a kid, every year we'd go back to school, and we'd <laughs> very excited we'd get that sliding plastic door catheter sample box, and we'd roll it back, and we'd have our race theories and our number two lead pencils in our pencil sharpener and our new gyro cath. If you want to pee upside down in a zero gravity situation, the gyro cath is there for you. <laughs> we got to go. I, I, I think we should. Would you like to get arrested? Yeah. Would you like another uh, a voicemail to uh, cleanse the palate? Isn't somebody, do we have anything where somebody hates me? Oh, uh, we have, Mm, I don't think we, I don't know if we have any of those uh, this week. This is a week where people loved you. Yeah. Uh, so well, and lay them on me. Okay. I'm just going to shut up. I'm going to try to shut up for as long as I'm comfortable with the love I'm receiving here. No matter how gratuitous or how self-serving it is, I'm going to try to establish a record for being on my own podcast without talking as long as they maintain a maximum laudatory quotient. Go. Felt a little bad that you were so down because you didn't uh, promote your podcast on Ben Shapiro's podcast. So I went out and I bought some yard signs and I put them up in my front yard to help spread the word. Now, a lot of times I'll get 12, 13 cars go by. Sometimes on a good day, I'll get 27, 28 cars go by my yard. So I'm really, really trying to get the word. Ah, oh, gosh, darn it. I just noticed I didn't put podcasts. I just have listened to Dennis Miller on the stupid sign so well i gotta let you go i gotta get back to the sign place but hey keep up the good work i like that guy's cadence because yeah. it was like that old amusement park ride called the whip sure where at the beginning of his sentence was i gotta put some yard signs up and then i go and then it slows down and then he gets to the other end and it whips again and he pick it back up uh, that's what i thought go ahead that was doug from illinois and then the next one will be dan from iowa Mm -hmm. I, uh, a 40-something-year-old guy. Wait a second, this guy's hitting you. Yeah. He's handing you a drink. Over. As he starts the call, he's handing you a drink. Let me put an ascot on, because I think <laughs> this guy's coming on pretty strong. To me. Go ahead. I, uh, oh, yeah. a 40-something-year-old guy I get in it. a uh, job that I oftentimes dread being in. They're uh, encouraging me to put my preferred pronouns in my email signature oh, yeah. uh, and I felt like the world was leaving me behind. Then Thank I you. found your podcast and you sounded like you were, I don't know, one dirty spoon away from walking into traffic. Uh, <laughs> not thrilled to be there and it was the most encouraging thing I had heard in quite some time <laughs> to know that even you have days where you don't want to be at your job. Uh, love listening to you. By the way, you've been a lot peppier lately, and uh, that's encouraging as well. Well, let's change that. <laughs> Jesus, I felt like Lawrence Luckinbill and Boys in the Band. That was. I have no idea what it means that you're a dirty spoon away from walking into traffic, I but I love the it. Greatest statement. Yeah. I, I'm going to get a T-shirt made up. <laughs> One dirty spoon. I got my sons for Christmas. We were talking one day, and uh, I forget. We were talking about somebody on TV, and 
my older son said, Christ, he's just turned into a desiccated jerky man. <laughs> and I said, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Uh, I said, I'm getting T-shirts made up for Christmas, which was seven months out at that point. Imagine their joy when they opened their Christmas presents that morning. I had made <laughs> desiccated jerky man T-shirts. It was one of those things where they, their initial thing was to be weirded out by it. Yeah. You really did this? Yeah. You I spent said, real I money told on you this. I was going to do it. And they, then they kind of go, oh, Dad, you're a, <laughs> you're a peach. But the first thing is, what? Why does everybody have to fire their agents now? Uh, it's uh, it, it, My wife understands it better than I do because she's an actual writer with an agent. Did she fire her agent? Well, everybody has to. Uh, it's part of the, the guild. And uh, as they negotiate. But what are they you, guilty about? It's uh, <laughs> uh, but if you still have managers, you don't have to fire them, so it's fine. You know, if you still have managers, they can uh, they can. What set do you up think differentiates for? between a joke that Lindsay will open up her mouth a little and bite her bottom tongue to laugh, and one like that where it's a hmm hmm laugh? <laughs> what do you think the difference is, Lindsay? You know, the punny stuff gets the yeah. mouth open. This sounds so terribly sexual, and uh, when you and and Christian talk dirty to each other, that gets the lip biting going. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that makes me throw up in my mouth. So that's interesting. I stole money. This is going to be a deposition. Yeah. Right. Well, this we're recording all of it. All happening. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so that's, uh, and then hopefully for people who have agents and want to make money and give 10% of it away, they, they all re reach an agreement. A-lister's not signing. Yeah, J.J. Abrams. Abrams. Yeah, he got he got called out I right away. Who Ava DuVernay is? Um, well, are, are they not being supportive of organized labor? That is why they're uh, being chastised. And J.J. Uh, oh. well, Abrams. That's surprising. Didn't... I would have thought everybody would have yeah. done it. Isn't now? Then once again, what what is happening with Hollywood? I know not everybody loves a tent loaded with typhus right down the street, but. A sanctuary city, we should be welcoming these people down there and, uh, you know, all these uh, Bolshevik aspirations. And then they say fire agent. Guys won't do it. Yeah. Well, if you were an agent, listen, I would not keep my agent if my agent didn't call me and say, just do this. And then we'll get back on the other side. Yeah. Right. Isn't and that the hip agent? Any, anybody that I uh, that I've talked to about this, that's what their agents have said. It's like, look, we know you need to do this. We hope we're able to work together again. Well, that's the hip agent. Yeah. Who's J.J. Abrams agent that he doesn't call and say, listen, you're not fucking Joan of Arc. Don't die on this hill. Just fire me. <laughs> I'll work on deals and we won't talk for a week. J.J. <laughs> All of a sudden he's Billy Jack in the ice cream parlor. When I see what you've done to this little girl. I just go berserk. <laughs> go ahead and hate your agent. Go ahead and be the friend. Do it in the name of heaven. It'll justify it in the end. Um, are we almost finished? Yeah. How about one more bit of praise yeah. on the way out the door? All right. How's about the promise? Let me see if I Who's can find Who's this? Gavin one. Pallone. I, I think I remember this cat. Was he my agent for a few minutes? <laughs> was, he not, was he? Is he not in the Kung Fu Christian? He does. I think I remember him telling me I didn't get something and then doing a swing kick or something. He's one of those guys who didn't, you know, some guys went Sun Tzu, some guys went Bruce Lee. Everybody down there looking for some sort of legitimacy would take up some sort of warfare so they were able to get on phones and scream at each other, I'll rip your head off and shit in your neck pipe without feeling sheepish. <laughs> Yes, they all mastered some arts. Yeah. I think Pallone was a kung fu fighter or something. He wasn't my agent, but I think my brother knows. Well, no, they don't have to find my brother, right? He's a manager. Right. And this is only this is only writers, so actors don't have to fire their agents. Let me ask you this. If, uh, if they said you must, uh, and this is weird, but if they said you have to kill your agent, do you think, would it be a 50-50 split, or do you think people would draw the line at killing their agent? Well... Would you only need to 90% kill him and let him finish himself off? Because of the 10 percentery. Yeah. You probably hit the nail on the head there. But listen, um, you'd be better off killing your agent than getting your car keyed in the lot outside the palm. Because they'll do that. They don't give a shit if you've got a 700 Beamer or one of those Audis. 
Uh, Gavin Pallone. Wait a second. The Audi insignia makes me want to watch Cool Runnings. (laughs) Those crazy cats from the island who took up the bobsled. Uh, hey, that's pretty much a true story. <laughs> you ever have that person in your life? You know that's a true story, Dennis. Who rushes to get it out? Yeah, yeah, I, believe yeah. You. I, I, I remember. I camped out on not believing I, that was not a true story. I, See, had a TV have to get in point. there. Yeah. I know. I know. There's magic in there. <laughs> we all live in Fern Galley. Ooh, I'm gonna go take a nap in that teacup flower. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> title of this episode is should have ended four minutes ago <laughs> oh you shouldn't have left hard at that one all right motherfucker Sorry, i'm out <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening to the dennis miller option exclusively on westwood one tune in to new episodes every tuesday and thursday on the westwood one app westwood1.com and on apple podcasts and remember to rate review and share Until next time, that's the show, and we are out of here.